This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello. Welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. I want to give a quick shout-out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Capital Plus will help you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. So we're going to do, um, this is essentially part two. So we had a, we've already uh, gone through part one of bank financing, what to expect when you are going to apply for a business loan with a bank or a, uh, a lender. And so we went through on, on the first show, first of all, we talked through some loan options um, that are available out there. And then we literally, I just started going through all the different things that a bank will look at. Um, and then I try to give you some insight into why they look at those things. So again, as you go through the process, um, that will help you sort of figure things out and get your ducks in a row before you go through it. So I want to go through about another, I don't know, eight or 10 things, I want to say, probably around 10 different things. And then um, probably during the last segment, what I'm going to do is talk about, um, so if you're going through all these things and you figure out, okay, I need to do, I need to go uh, find a lender, I need to get a business loan, I'm going to walk you through some steps to take. And then I'm also going to give you some um, some common mistakes um, that happen and how you can avoid those things. So it's not uh, so again. Hopefully, it'll, this will be uh, listening to two shows will give you a lot of insight into the process, and you'll know the who's, what's, why's, when's, where's, all that good stuff. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about um, now is diving back into the sort of this list is this is an obvious one as you're, you're, I'm sure you're expecting this at some point, but bank statements. Um, they're going to want to see um, those obviously see the deposits you have coming in, what type of revenue you have coming in on a regular basis. Um, and it gives them some insight as well into how well you manage um, the cash that comes into your business. Um, it, but, you know, managing that responsibly. So not just, you know, that you've got a bunch of money, but how, how do you use it? Um, are you using it effectively? What's your average bank balance? Um, because they want to make sure that they feel confident you've got enough cash money, uh, cash money, cash coming in um, to your business and enough of a cushion to be able to maintain your business operations you know, and if you have a slight down down um, uh, down cycle in the economy, or even if you have a seasonal business, they want to make sure that when you hit your downtime during the year, that you've got enough money to still be able to make uh, your loan payment. So, I would say at a minimum, you would, should expect that they're going to ask for f- at least four months of of your business bank statements. Um, so that's important. Um, but honestly, they're probably going to look for even more than that. I would say four months is probably the minimum. Um, and again, as I sort of mentioned during the first show, if you don't have a separate bank account for your business, now's the time to get one. Um, it's it's very important and it's very helpful in keeping your personal finances uh, separate from your business finances. Makes tax filing, bookkeeping, et cetera, um, much, much easier um, to keep track of and um, and maintain. Another thing they're going to look for, closely tied to bank statements, so kind of falling right down that same path, is... Um, your income statement, your, your profit and loss statements. Um, they're going to want to see, you know, year to date. Um, they're going to want to see probably the last couple of years um, and or more if you've been in business longer. 
but at least the last two years, I would say that to expect that they're going to, they're going to require and, and look for. Um, and, and it's really it comes down to a variety of things, um, as far as what they, what types of banks or what types of lenders there are. So, you know, some lenders only will lend to you if you're profitable. So you have to be able to show a profit, um, on your P and L real financial statement, um, not some back of the envelope, uh, you know, calculation you give them. Um, then there are some that will say, Hey, we just have a revenue requirement. So if you have a revenue of at least X and that X is mostly determined by, um, the amount of the loan that you're having and, and the debt service that you'll have on that loan. And we'll talk about debt service here, um, in a little bit, but, um, and then the, you know, the other one is that's even the most lenient of the, of the three options I would say is you have some lenders that just look for an upward trajectory in your revenue. So again, if you're a startup relatively new, they're going to look to ensure that you are continuing your upward trajectory and you're showing um, uh, growth in revenue. And and frankly, what they're going to do more than likely is they're going to take you, that trajectory and they're going to compare it to your business plan and see how far off you were. So when you wrote your business plan, you said, hey, we're going to grow 20% a month. Are you growing at 20%? Are you growing at 30%? And maybe your business plan was conservative, which is good. Um, or did you say in a business plan you're going to go at 20% and you're growing at 2%? Um, and if that's the case, they're going to look at your business plan with a little more of a uh, critical and shrewd eye because um, they'll see that it's not necessary. Either, either it was a little bit too aggressive um, or that um, maybe things, uh, your business isn't going as well as maybe you had anticipated. And um, either one of those is a little bit, not necessarily a red flag, but that's called a yellow flag. Um, that that might be concerning to them. Tied right into your income statement is again, of course. Um, I know some people this is almost a dirty word, but they're going to want to see your balance sheet. Um, and I know this gets into the accounting weeds a little bit, and most people don't want to even talk about a balance sheet. But just simplistically, it's essentially a snapshot of your business's financial health, not the P and L, not your income statement where you show your expenses and your revenue. The balance sheet sheet really shows your financial health overall. It shows what you have in assets, and it shows what you have in liabilities, so what you owe. And they're going to want to see, again, at least two years of that, um, and it's it's important to be able to show those types of things. And we'll talk about a few other things that they'll be able to glean from that as we um, dive a little bit further into those. But, again, balance sheet, most people look at that and say, oh, that's accounting mumbo-jumbo. I don't want to mess with it. But it is very important and is very telling um, to a lender. Closely related to that um, is they're going to want to see your accounts receivable, the aging on your accounts receivable, and the aging on your accounts payable. And you say, well, geez, why the heck would they want to see that? Well, what those are going to show them is how efficient your business is at receiving um, payment and how efficient you are at paying your own bills. So your obviously your accounts receivable report is going to indicate sort of you know the number of invoices you've sent, um, which ones are overdue, the length of time by which they're overdue. Um, you know, if it shows that you have, you know, too many accounts, it's going to show that you're not being super effective at collecting payment, which could be a definite bad sign, right? You could run into some cash flow issues there um, for certain if you're not, um, your collection process isn't working uh, as optimally as it should. Um, and if you're if you only have a few overdue accounts, then they're going to look at that very favorably and say, "Well, geez, you're really on top of things," and that's the kind of people that they're going to want to extend credit to. Um, and again, you'll have more options uh, because that will definitely be a positive. Um, 
the accounts payable report is essentially, as you can guess, the opposite. It's going to show um, the number of invoices that you um, owe people and, you know, do you have anything that's overdue? Um, and so obviously they're going to want to be able to show that you pay your bills on time and you're a responsible business owner and you're very responsible with your money. Um, so that's another thing they're going to look for. Um, I want to talk about um, tax returns and what they're going to look for with that, but we're we're sort of up against the break here, so let's hold that one. We'll come back after the break. We'll talk through, uh, first of all, the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and then we'll continue going through this, and we'll start off talking about tax returns and how those fit into the mix here with um, obtaining a business loan. And we'll continue on down the list. And again, during that third segment, we'll talk through once you determine you do need a business loan, what kind of steps you need to take, and how to avoid some common mistakes. So come back after the break, and we'll talk to you then. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. rbizmarketing.com. That's rbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. All right. It is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and this week's tip um, and it ties right into what we're talking about, is to build a strong balance sheet. Um, it'll, bankers like it. You'll sleep better at night, and it will ensure you are ready for buying opportunities um, in a down market or down economy. Um, might be able to make some acquisitions there if you have that strong financial health, and we just got done talking about balance sheet um, during the last segment. So uh, nice timely tip there. So again, tax returns. Um, they're going to want to see personal and business tax returns. Again, we're talking through different things that banks look at when you apply for a business loan or lenders look at when you apply for a business loan and why they look at them and, and trying to give you some insight into some of that type of stuff. So personal returns, business tax return, tax returns. Sometimes for a lot of you, I would guess that um, those are sort of one and the same. You report your business as a pass through entity into your personal um, on your personal return. So they're, they're going to want to see again, the magic number you, you keep hearing me mention, they're going to want to see at least two years of that personal tax returns and, and again, personal tax returns are going to be especially important, as I mentioned, if you have a pass-through entity. So you've got a, a partnership, an S-corp, um, maybe an LLC, a sole proprietorship, that type of thing. That's where they're going to really focus in on that. And then um, business tax returns are important. Um, if you have a corporation or an LLC, um, that's taxed as a corporation. Um, and again, they're going to want to see probably uh, two years, maybe even more of that if you've been in business longer, um, so they can verify 
on your tax return, revenue, profit, expenses, um, et cetera. So those are some some key things in regards to um, tax returns that they look at and why they look for them. Um, I think most people probably would expect that. Um, another thing is um, possibly they're going to want to see or would dive into a little bit is proof of collateral. And if if you have a collateralized loan. So uh, as you might guess, you know collateral is just something that you're willing to lose if you can't repay your lender. Um, and that could be equipment, it could be inventory, it could be you know real estate. So in other words, if you default on the loan that they give you, the lender can sell off that collateral and then apply the proceeds towards the, the loan to pay it off. Um, most alternative lenders, um, as a side note, don't require any type of specific collateral. Um, but if you're applying for you know a bank loan or an SBA loan, um, they're going to they will want to know what kind of collateral your small business has, and of course its value. Um, and for equipment financing, the collateral is obviously important. It's going to be the equipment itself you're purchasing. Um, so pretty uh, simple one there. Another piece that they're going to look for, they're going to look at, is um, they're going to want to see a copy of your commercial lease. So if you don't own your building, if they if you own your building, they're going to want to verify that, and they should be able to see that on your balance sheet that we already talked about. But if you lease, they're going to want to see that. If you have a brick-and-mortar business, um, you should include a copy of your lease along with all your loan documents. And the reason they look at this and the reason why it's so important is they want to make sure that your business is going to be able to use that property um, for the duration of the lease. And there's, so there's no matter what happens, so for example, to the landlord, if you don't have a lease in place um, and you've kind of got a good old boy handshake agreement, a bank's not going to like that, and here's why. It might sound great if, you know, let's say you are um, leasing from a friend, um, your friend Bob. Well, that sounds great for now, but what happens if, if you know, again, something happens with Bob, if he has a bad situation in his um, personal life and um, has to sell the building you're in and all of a sudden you get kicked out? Or, you know, geez, I mean, what if Bob passes away and they end up selling maybe his widow or his family or um, they sell the building and you get kicked out. A bank's going to want to make sure you have that lease agreement to make sure that you have a place to do business um, for the duration of your lease. So that's something that will be, you know, that they'll look for and make sure that, again, because, again, that would have a detriment if you all of a sudden got kicked out. What would that do to your business? And then, therefore, what, what is that going to, uh, how is that going to impact your ability to repay that loan that they've, uh, that money they've loaned out to you? Um they're going to look for legal contracts, any type of legal contracts you have or legal agreements right along the same lines of your commercial lease. So any major suppliers you have, third parties, um, your operating agreement, let's say for your, your partnership, if you have a franchise agreement, um, uh, again, mentioned commercial real estate, if you've purchased it or any type of uh, equipment purchase agreement, maybe you have a lease, uh, uh, loan to buy type situation, they're going to want to see all of that. Um, because it may those things could impact your business's financial position, or they could create le- legal issues for you down the, down the road. Um, and so that's why they want to see those things because they want to make sure that you don't have any undue risk from a legal perspective or financial perspective. And again, sometimes you will, um, but they may ask you to alter some of those things as part of your uh, business loan application uh, process. So that one. Uh, some people say, wow, geez, I don't want to show that or whatever, but it, that's why it's important. They might even ask you along the same lines for your payroll records um, for the prior three, four, five, six months. 
um, because that is a legal requirement for your business. Um, and they want to make sure they verify some of the costs, um, that you're not just, uh, you know, you didn't fudge numbers on your, your financial statements, et cetera. So that one is important as well. And, uh, and matter, as a matter of fact, keeping track of payroll records, it's actually a legal requirement anyway. So again, they're going to want to make sure that you're not putting yourself at, at risk of a substantial fine from the government for not having done so. Um, all right, just a couple more things I want to walk through. Um, and, uh, one of those is they're going to ask for disclosure of any other debt you have. Um, so they're, that's going to show any, any outstanding loan amounts, any credit amounts, um, and if you have that, it's going to show if you have any types of uh, loans or credit to out, outstanding at this going to also show your monthly payments with your interest, um, when it's due during the month, you know, your dates. Um, because one of the main things they're going to do, and you may have heard this on the personal side, when you go to get a loan, um, say for a mortgage, this is another thing that they do. It's the same thing on the business side where to determine how much you can afford, typically what they'll do is they'll calculate a number, um, that, that your debt service coverage ratio. And it's a lot of words, um, but basically what it means is the current debt and interest payment you have and compare that to your current income and cash flow. So if you have a lot of debt already and so your your debt service coverage ratio um, is low, um, they may reject your application or they may say you have to reapply after you've paid down some of this other existing debts because, again, they want to make sure that that incoming money you have is sufficient to – you know, pay, pay the debt you have as well as the uh, extra debt or additional debt that they're, you're possibly going to take on from them. So that one's another important one. And the last but not least one I want to mention that you should expect that they may ask about or, or, or you know, uh, want to know about is any type of ownership or affiliations that you have. So if you have ownership in another business, if you're a partner in another business, um, if you're a board member, your consultant in another business, because that what the reason why they look at that is that's going to um, show them or shine a light on any potential conflicts of interest um, that the lender might have with issuing that loan, as well as on the flip side, it'll show any synergies that your business may have with the other company. So that may be a, actually a positive thing if you have a a sister company, let's say for example, that feeds um, business into this business that you're getting a loan for. Um, that, that's actually a positive. Um, and that's why it sometimes becomes challenged when you try to get a business loan when you have multiple owners. It makes it a little bit challenged because they have to look at um, anything that people have, you know, lots of hands in the pot there. And typically I'll let you know just the SBA usually checks personal financial information for anyone who owns at least 20%. So 20% or more is sort of that uh, range. All right, we'll come back after the break and I'm going to tell you some steps to take and how to avoid mistakes in the business loan process. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to BB Radio. So we are going to wrap up our two-show coverage of what to expect when you um, are looking for bank financing. And uh, we've covered through a lot of the different things that banks look for. Um, I think we've, we've covered around 20 or so between the first show and the first two segments of this show. And so now what I want to do in this last segment of the topic is talk through some of the things. So give you a little bit of a, uh, it's sort of a macro level, but you know, maybe you have five steps you need to go through sort of a step-by-step guideline to get a business loan. And then I'm going to hit you with some common mistakes I've seen when people are looking for um, submitting a loan application, um, some avoidable mistakes and how you can uh, make sure again, how you can avoid those. So the first thing you want to do um, after we've gone through all of these 20 or so different things, if you decide you still are going to seek uh, a loan from a a business loan from a lender um, is determine why, right? Step one is determine why you want a small business loan. You need a specific reason, as we talked about uh, during the first show, um, that why you need that loan. Um, the purpose for the loan, well, that's going to affect the types of loans you're eligible for, um, and it's going to, you know, the different types of loans, as well as the interest rate. So some loans, um, types of loans have higher risk associated with them, as you can well imagine. Um, the second one is you want to calculate how much you can afford. Um and it's not as simple as, so that's a key piece of this. So it's not as simple as just saying, I need $50,000 because you may be, you may look at that and say, I need 50,000, but there's no way in heck you're going to qualify for 50,000, um, based on, you know, some of the measures we talked about. So such as your debt service coverage ratio, um, you need to look at that and determine, um, the size of loan that you're likely to get, um, to be able to get, el- to be eligible for, get approved for, I should say. So, that you know, you want to make sure that it makes sense. It makes sense with your business cash flow because, again, if it doesn't, and you let's say you really could afford thirty thousand dollars and a monthly payment of a thousand dollars, and you're applying for a hundred thousand, well, a bank is going to look at that very negatively, and they're going to say you're not very realistic, and that you're not managing your finances because you're putting yourself at risk um, unnecessarily because you definitely can't afford that level of loan. They're going to know you haven't done your due diligence. And so that's negatively going to negatively impact your, your loan application. So you want to make sure that you are looking through that very carefully. Um, and then step three is once you've done that, you want to look at different loan options you have. So it depends on, you know, once you determine the size, that's going to make sure you know, how much you can afford. So therefore the size that's going to narrow down sort of your loan options, especially with your different credit ratings and things like that we've talked about. So, um, do some research before you even talk through um, things specifically with a banker. And alternatively, if you have a, a particular banker in mind, you may reach out to them and say, hey, here's where I'm at. Can you shoot me some information on some different options I have? I want to look through these things. Um, so you can filter through those. And again, again, your credit scores, your time in business, your industry, a whole bunch of factors that we've already talked through, but those are going to determine some of those different options you have. But you want to make sure you're making a good choice. Um, and not just um, a choice that your banker thinks that you should do. 
Not that they wouldn't necessarily have your best interest in mind, but um, they might fully, not fully understand the picture, whole picture of what you're trying to accomplish and um, how your business works. So only you are best at determining that, obviously. Um, step four is to gather um, all the stuff we talked about, your loan documents, your paperwork, your P&Ls, um, your credit scores. I mean, just all that types of, all, all the whatever, 20 or so things we talked about. You want to have those things ready. And um, it's, I wouldn't, I would advise to try to have more than one option, but don't have any more than three. And the primary reason for that is you don't want to have, you know, you don't want to have, let five different lenders um, hit your credit score. Um, They'll do a hard pull um, in a lot of cases. And again, that's going to impact your credit score, which is going to impact all of them will see that impact and it will be a negative impact. you want to make sure that you've got all of your, all your ducks in a row, all that paperwork. Um, you might even be able to get a list from each of the the banks because there may be some things that we talked about that they don't even ask for. Um, so again, get those lists. Make sure you get everything very very well documented. The easier it is for them to go through your loan papers, documents, and documentation that you give them, the quicker and more responsive they're going to be. The faster they're going to get back to you um, with an approval or or not disapproval. Um, and then the, the faster you get the money, right? And that's, that's the whole goal here. So that's uh, a key part. And then step five, of course, is just apply for the loan. Um, so you got everything in order. Um, you go apply for your loan. You want to make sure that, you know, again, go through with each lender. What exactly do they need? Answer all the questions on the loan application, provide all of the information don't just say, oh, that's a big pain in the butt. I'll skip over it. Maybe they'll forget. Maybe they won't ask. If they're asking for it, they're going to look for it. As a matter of fact, they have someone when they get a all the documentation for a loan, literally the initial person that does the intake, all they do is they have a checklist of things that says, we asked for these 12 things, and they dig through your, all your documentation and check them off. Do we have them? And is it for the right periods? Um, is it for, you know, the duration we wanted it? You know, do we have two years of bank statements and you only gave us one? Uh, do we, I'm saying, do we need to, and you've only given us one, they go through and literally check it with a fine tooth and comb. So you want to make sure, um, you've got all of that very well mapped out and well organized. Cause that just makes it easier for them to, to again, give you a, a quicker response. So that's really it. As far as the step-by-step process goes now. What are some common mistakes that I've seen and how do you avoid those? Um, and again, some of these are super, super easy, but in the, in the, in the rush of everything, sometimes some of these get missed. So, um, don't submit anything that's blurred out. It's illegible, easy for me to say, or unreadable financial documents. So let's say you're making a copy of a copy and it didn't come out very well. Um, they have to be able to read it. Um, and it's, that's one of those things that, when they run into something like that, they literally drop it and kind of just sit it to the side and they'll, they'll notify you. But then it might be, you might get it to them the next day, but it might be two more days before they can pick your loan back up. So you want to make it again, as easy as possible to do business with. Um, you want to make sure you're being very clear about the purpose. As I mentioned, uh, I can't remember if it was, uh, which show it was in, but you need to tell them, you know, the exact purpose, um, very specific, the more specific, the better. Um, again, that will help them help you the best. Um, and you want to make sure, as I alluded to a little bit ago, um, you provide, you know, tax returns, any type of financial documentation, but you want to make sure you give them exactly what they ask for. Don't give them for only certain years. Um, so for example, 
let's say they want three years of tax returns um, and you had a particularly bad year two years ago and you go, well, I'm going to give them three years ago and I'll give them this most recent year. I'll just skip over the second one. It's still two years. They're not going to like that. They're going to know that there's something kind of not right going on and that's going to be detrimental. Um, not providing enough information in your business plan. Again, there's never, there's never, um, you know, too much information in that situation. So make sure that you know your business plan is is uh, well mapped out and organized. Typos. Make sure you've got your EIN is incorrectly is in correctly. For example, um, you know your industry codes, your bank account numbers, all that kind of good stuff. Make sure you don't miss deadlines. Um, that's something that will be have a huge impact um, on your loan application in a uh, bad way. And then the other thing is, just like when you're applying for a mortgage on the personal side, is don't make any major purchases. Um, or major changes to your business while your loan application is pending. Um, you want to make sure you're keeping your financial situation pretty static so they can see um, what's going on and they can make a good decision. So hopefully these two shows are provide you some good information on what to expect when you um, look for lending from a bank, um, any type of business loan from a bank, or any, any lender for that matter. Um, again, you can always follow us on Facebook, uh, Mr. Biz Solutions, on Twitter, at Mr. Biz Tweets. Our Instagram accounts, Mr. Biz Solutions, and uh, on LinkedIn, Ken, Mr. Biz Wentworth. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.